NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. These races are too hard to win to really pick and choose and get picky on on how you want to win them, I guess, normally and without rain and, or anything to, you know, change the normal uh, distance. But look, I mean, I, a win is a win a big win today for our team for chevrolet for hendrick motorsports as a whole nascar live is brought to you by wheelan engineering a global leader in the emergency warning industry trusted to perform since 1952 by xfinity x5 internet that's more than just fast xfinity proud premier partner of nascar and by blue emu maximum pain relief the official pain relief cream of the motor racing network Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for our weekly get-together. A get-together that is going to include a look back on some of the main storylines from NASCAR's first trip to Circuit of the Americas in Austin over the weekend. We're also going to discuss the strong season that Hendrick Motorsports is having so far. Of course, Chase Elliott picking up the win in the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix in Coda. We're also going to chat with Todd Gilliland following his win at Coda Saturday at the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. We'll also get an update on the Triple Truck Challenge, which comes to a head Friday night at Charlotte. Plus, we'll preview the weekend's events at Charlotte Motor Speedway and a whole lot more. But first, to get us started, Kyle Ricky is here to get us caught up on the latest NASCAR headlines. Kyle? Mike, for a second consecutive week, Hendrick Motorsports altered the NASCAR record books as nine days ago, the team became the first four-car team to finish first through fourth in the same event at Dover International Speedway. And last Sunday, with Chase Elliott's win at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, Hendrick Motorsports tied Richard Petty Motorsports for the most wins all time in NASCAR's premier series with 268. Team owner, Rick Hendrick. Richard has done so much and it's quite an honor to even be in the same uh, you know series with him. Never thought we'd get here, but real proud of the guys. They worked really hard. That's been something we've had in our sights. It's been a great ride. The season's been so good to us. So. And looking at the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series season, Hendrick Motorsports becomes the first team to get all of their cars locked in to the 10-race, 16-driver playoffs. 
The Cup Cars next race this weekend in their longest event of the season, the Coca-Cola 600 at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. 38 teams are on the entry list, including James Davison, who will again drive the number 15 car for Rick Ware Racing, and former NASCAR Camping World Truck Series winner David Starr for MBM. And Kyle Larson has obtained a new sponsor for this Sunday's 600-mile race on his number 5 Chevrolet in Metro Tech Automotive, an automobile supplies company aimed at providing quality cleaners and services for car dealerships. Larson is currently third in the championship standings and on a streak of three consecutive second-place finishes. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll take a closer look at Hendrick Motorsports for the 2021 season, and later, we'll recap the weekend at Coda. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com. Whelan would like to congratulate Chase Elliott and his number nine Hendrick Motorsports pit crew for the win at Circuit of the Americas. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. Elliott credits his crew for helping navigate the tough track conditions on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, just to have a name on the trophy, I think, is is probably the most important thing. Um, but, yeah, super proud just of our whole group. I, mean, I feel like we, we really kind of persevered through uh, multiple challenges today. I didn't think we started the day off great, but we were able to kind of fight back and and uh, get to where we had a lot of pace there at the end. So really proud of that. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It was another big weekend for the folks over at Hendrick Motorsports with Chase Elliott earning the victory in Sunday's NASCAR Cup Series race at Circuit of the Americas. Elliott's win now means that all four Hendrick drivers will be in the playoffs this fall. MRN's Kurt Becker joins us now to take a deep dive into the strong 2021 for Hendrick Motorsports. Alex Bowman up off turn number four, looks to Shannon Bednarik, sees the checkered flag in the air, and Alex Bowman wins the Dean 400 at the Monster Mile in Dover. Bowman with an impressive win. The 28-year-old from Tucson, Arizona, picks up his fourth career NASCAR Cup Series win. Kyle Larson will finish second. Chase Elliott third, William Byron fourth, and Joey Logano fifth, a one, two, three, four finish for Rick Hendrick and Hendrick Motorsports. It's been an incredible season for Rick Hendrick and the team at Hendrick Motorsports. Following his win at Circuit of the Americas, Chase Elliott joined fellow Hendrick drivers William Byron, Kyle Larson, and Alex Bowman as a winner in the NASCAR Cup Series this season, solidifying that all four will race in the playoffs this season. It's been a season of highlights for Hendrick Motorsports, jump-started by William Byron, who earned his second career Cup Series win earlier this year at Homestead. Checkered flag waving here at the start-finish line, and the Dixie Vodka 400 win belongs to William Byron. The second win in his career, William Byron scores the win here tonight at the Homestead Miami Speedway. Kyle Larson, the newcomer of the bunch, didn't wait long after Byron to win his first race in the number five car for Hendrick, picking up the win at Las Vegas the week after Homestead. Feels good. Um, I guess I, I didn't know if I had ever 
uh, have an opportunity to win a NASCAR race again. And then uh, to get this awesome opportunity uh, with Hendrick Motorsports and, and you know, Mr. H taking a, a massive chance on me. Shannon Bednarik puts the checkered flag in the air, sideways off the corner, and Alex Bowman wins the Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond Raceway. Alex Bowman coming out of nowhere on the last restart when it mattered the most comes up and picks up the win. Alex Bowman and the rest of that Hendrick Motorsports team are headed to victory lane. Alex Bowman driving the number 48 car following the retirement of Jimmy Johnson has played a significant role in Hendrick Motorsports success in 2021. Winning at both Richmond and Dover, Bowman has rewarded Hendrick for his faith in him. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, to come to a place like Dover that the 48's had so much success at and, and get a win here, never won here with Mr. Hendrick here. So it's so cool to be able to do that. Um, just really neat, you know? I feel like throughout my career, I've had my share, my fair share of doubters. Um, so to be able to, to get two wins here to start off the season, and, um, you know, be having a, a good start to the year is, is really cool. Chase Elliott earned his first victory of the season a little later than many would have expected, but it came on what was a monumental day for both Hendrick Motorsports and Chevrolet. Yeah, I mean, obviously just a huge, you know, a, a huge win on multiple fronts. Win number 800 for Chevrolet. Um, you know, they're a, a great partner to me personally, have played a massive role in the, in the success of Hendrick Motorsports, uh, past and present, and a great group to work with. So super proud of them. Um, obviously, there's a lot of guys, a lot more guys than me that have uh, contributed to that banner, but really proud and, and honored to be able to hold that up today. And then to tie Richard Petty Motorsports, obviously, is a, is a big one. Uh, the boss has been been on us heavy about about that record and he, he wants that record uh so super glad that uh we could we could help um help with that today no one is prouder of the team's success than the boss man himself rick hendrick who took time to reflect on sunday's massive achievement and the success of the 2021 season thus far but real proud of the guys they worked really hard that's been something we've had in our sights really happy for chevrolet with 800 wins and uh it's just been a great day. It's been a great ride. The season's been so good to us. Uh, you know, everybody's going to race now. And uh, we got all four locked in to the playoffs. And, uh, man, I don't know. It's just, it would sure be nice to win another one in Charlotte. That would be the place to really break the record. Cup Series greats Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson both found major success driving for Hendrick Motorsports, but one now has to wonder if this is the most successful period in team history. We've won 17 races in a year, total dominance by a couple of cars, and I think for Jeff Gordon. Uh, but to have all four cars running, uh, that one, two, three, four was an amazing feat for our company. You know, then to come back and run first and second today. Yeah, I, I think on par, all cars capable of winning. Uh, it's hard to do. It's really hard to do because I've been at this for a long, long time and I've run multiple cars for a lot of years. You know, we'll enjoy it while we can. You know, it's just a tough sport to stay there. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's the best we've seen. Best I remember by, by far. This is the best. Now halfway through the season with all four drivers locked into the playoffs, Hendrick Motorsports will eye Charlotte Motor Speedway and the Coca-Cola 600 this weekend. Thank you, Kurt. Coming up, we'll look at some of the storylines from over the weekend at Coda, and later we'll chat with Todd Gilliland.
Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. All three of NASCAR's premier series raced for the first time at Circuit of the Americas over the weekend in Austin. Our Kyle Ricky joins us now to take a look at some of the storylines coming out of Austin. Kyle? All eyes were on Austin, Texas as NASCAR arrived to hit the track at Circuit of the Americas for the first time. Coda is the first of three new tracks on the schedule this year, and there was a lot of anticipation. With inclement weather in the area, Drivers were ready with all-weather tires, but rain got so heavy with 14 laps to go that NASCAR called the race, giving the win to Chase Elliott. Many drivers had thoughts about racing in the rain, some positive and some not. Cole Custer and Martin Truex Jr. were involved in a scary crash on lap 26, with Custer tweeting out, quote, could only see about a foot in front of you, thankful to be okay, unquote. Kevin Harvick also tweeted out how unsafe the track was in the conditions with lots of rain, extremely reduced visibility out of the front windshield, and hydroplaning. NASCAR's senior vice president of competition, Scott Miller, responded to Harvick's comments, saying safety was the number one priority. Uh, you know, I mean, Harvick has, uh, you know, Harvick has his right to his opinion, obviously. Um, I don't think that's probably a, an opinion that's universally shared among the drivers. And we certainly don't want to put anybody in uh, harm's way out there. Um, you know, it's a tough job for us to balance, uh, you know, a competitive event, uh, a good show for the fans, uh, you know, and, you know, with the driver's best interest, it's, it's a... It's a tough job. I think rain um, at a race points out the fact that everybody in this business has a hard job. You guys have a hard job. We have a hard job. The drivers have a hard job. Everybody's got a got a tough job, and balancing all the elements to suit everybody is a is a tough job. While other drivers like Kyle Larson said the conditions didn't get bad until the end when NASCAR called for the caution flag. I mean, well, there's there's honestly nothing safe about being a race car driver, but um, yeah, I mean, it was it was at moments you know worse than other restarts, but you know NASCAR did a good job with the Air Titans, and that definitely helped it. I felt like you know you could you could definitely see a little bit after that for the restarts, um, and really honestly, just the restarts were were bad for me. Um, back around the next time, it'd get better, and then you know get better each lap, but. Uh, and there at the end, yeah, it was starting to rain pretty hard, and and then we were you know having to deal with you know hydroplaning, uh, trying to go you know 170 something miles an hour. So it was getting pretty pretty crazy. But um, there's also you know sports car drivers and, and just road racers that do this for a living. So um, yeah, I mean I, I don't follow it enough to know like if our conditions were were different than theirs or what, but. Um, I mean, that's kind of what you have to expect, I think, from from racing in the rain also. Race winner Chase Elliott said NASCAR called the caution at the right time when the track was only getting worse. You know, the, the track went through 
bunch of different stages, you know, the visibility further back in the pack, which I was, you know, we restarted back there on, on multiple occasions. It was super hard to see. Um, and that was really the case kind of all day long. I don't really know how you fix that, you know, with the spray coming off the cars, but I think where, where it got to there at the end was just there were stand, you know, puddles of standing water. Um, and I think that was where NASCAR got to and they're like, hey, you know, this is not good. Visibility is one thing, but when you hide your plane going however fast we're going, that's probably not good. And I think that's kind of the, the situation we found ourselves in there at the end. And, you know, obviously I was on the good end of the call, so I'm okay with the race ending. Uh, but it actually, I think, I think a lot of guys would say it was, you know, the standing water was getting pretty serious. Um, and it might have gotten better, it might have not. You know, who, who knows? With Chase Elliott and Larson finishing 1-2, team owner Rick Hendrick was all smiles, but acknowledged what the drivers had to go through. You saw the guys put on a heck of a show in the rain and in the dry, and uh, that's, a, that's a really neat trip neat track and there was so many fans there um, and I thought the guys did a heck of a job I don't know how they ran those cars those speeds in the in the rain and the wet and in hydroplaning and it takes a lot of guts to drive down a corner or down the straightaway and at 140 miles an hour and hope that you don't hydroplane when you hit the brakes so it was a tremendous effort by the drivers I think you see that the skill set that all of the NASCAR drivers have. And uh, man, I mean, those guys were going at it every lap. And, uh, um, you know, just hats off to the to the drivers, all of them, because uh, to do what they did in those kind of conditions, I mean, the rain and, and hydroplane is one thing, but when you can't see, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't understand how they, we didn't have more problems than we did. And that was a couple of, situations there with the 19 was a pretty serious hit and uh, I'm just glad everybody's okay. The NASCAR Cup Series tackles another road course in two weeks at Sonoma Raceway in California and the next new track on the schedule also comes up in June at the Nashville Super Speedway in Tennessee. Thank you Kyle. Coming up we sit down with this past weekend's NASCAR Camping World Truck Series winner Todd Gilliland and later we'll get an update on the Triple Truck Challenge. This is NASCAR Live. Here he comes. He's got one last corner that separates himself and the checkered flag. He'll clear turn 20. He'll jump back up to the gearbox, screaming up the front straightaway. Checkered flag is waving. Todd Gilliland is once again a winner in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Todd Gilliland wins the Toyota Tundra 225 at Circuit of the Americas. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Saturday afternoon at Circuit of the Americas. It was Todd Gilliland becoming the first ever winner of a NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race at Coda. And Todd Gilliland snapping a winless streak that dated all the way back to October of 2019 at Martinsville Speedway. Todd joined our Woody Kane to discuss that win and his 2021 season so far. 
Todd Gilliland is with us now. He is the first ever NASCAR winner at COTA, Circuit of the Americas. He got the $50,000 Triple Truck Challenge as well. First win for him this season, first win for Ford this season, first win for Front Row Motorsports this season. And I think, Todd, you probably parked cars and sold hot dogs too, right? You cleaned up just about everything, didn't you? Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, super exciting. Um, you know, personally, I didn't even remember it was a triple truck challenge race. So, uh, you know, just crossing the line and, and hearing the uh, announcer say I was the first NASCAR winner at Circuit of the Americas. That's just super cool. Uh, and like you said, just a huge win for Front Row Motorsports for our truck team. Um, you know, obviously last year we didn't run exactly as good as we wanted to at times, but uh, we've come out of the gate this year really strong and, and gotten a lot better. So I don't think it was a fluke and uh, we just need to keep it up. Tell me about the racing at Coda because we saw all the way through the weekend rain off and on, rain tires. I think you guys stayed on rain tires the whole time during your race. So what was it like kind of trying to figure out what the track and the weather and everything was going to do? Yeah, it's hard to judge as a driver. Uh, it obviously, it, for me, I thought it looked like rain pretty much the whole weekend. And then we ended up practicing in the dry and it was super hot and uh, just really slick. And then you wake up uh, Saturday morning of the race and, uh, you walk outside and it's pouring already and it really never let up for our race. So uh, that's just something you got to deal with. And that's, that's part of the, the fun at uh, road courses nowadays is that you can race in the rain. And uh, no, it's just, like you said, it's frustrating to look forward to and, and not exactly know, cause you just want to prepare for one thing. But uh, like I said, it's also fun to just be ready for anything. You said before the race that you were feeling comfortable at road courses and you were fourth at the Daytona road course earlier this season. What's led to that feeling of comfort? Because some guys, they're always like, uh, as Ben Rhodes used to say, the first time they went on dirt, Bambi on ice. How did, how did you get so comfortable at road courses? Yeah, I definitely don't have a huge background of road course racing, but um, you know, just starting in the, the K&N series, we, uh, I've just worked on it. You know, every time we go to the racetrack, we just, you know, work on the braking. I've been fortunate to learn from a lot of great people. Um, my dad's always ran really good at Sonoma. So uh, overall, he's a good, good road course racer. And then also just running against Will Rogers uh, in the K&N series. He's stomped us for, you know, two years straight. I've pretty much finished second to him four or five races in a row. So um, just being able to talk to him and, uh, you know, honestly, there's stuff you can learn from everybody. So just taking in as much information as possible. You mentioned uh, K&N. You've also got a bunch of ARCA starts under your belt, late models, uh, and probably eight or ten more kinds of cars that I'm missing right now. But I'm curious, what makes the trucks unique in terms of the way they drive compared to the other vehicles that you've been in? Yeah, I think uh, the trucks almost race like, um, you know, more similar to the new cup package that we've seen with the big spoiler and um, people staying out cl a lot closer on the mile and a half, getting huge runs. Uh, and the restart just being, you know, out of control, but also it's just very exciting to watch. So um, I think it's been fun to see the cup guys go to that and kind of adapt because I feel like that's almost what we've been working with. So, uh, but I think it's always great racing. Uh, a huge aero aspect uh, is sometimes what makes the racing good and, and also what kind of holds you back from passing at times, but you got to take the good with the bad. Um, I think everyone stays pretty close. The, the motors are a spec engine and uh, you know, it's got, I think, the whole field closer than ever before. Speaking of taking the good with the bad, you had to overcome a pit road penalty in order to get this victory, but you were quick to point out afterwards that your pit crew's been killing it. So 
a lot of those guys have never been to victory lane before. I mean, this, this has got to feel like, even though it's one race momentum for your team, because you guys have been getting steadily better since I think Atlanta ish around in that range. Absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, one thing I keep wanting to point out to my team is that, uh, you know, I, I really think our momentum has been, been going our way. Like you said, since Atlanta, we've, uh, we were able to win a stage at Darlington last year or last weekend where last year we were, you know, out in left field during the race and kind of struggling. So um, that's what I've been most excited about is going back to the racetracks that we weren't our best at last year and seeing, you know, huge improvement. That just shows to me that our team is continuing to work hard and, um, you know, rethink everything. Even if it's right, you can always go have a second set of eyes, go look at it and, and maybe make it better. But uh, yeah, for everyone on my team, it was a huge win for them. Like you said, a lot of them haven't won. And uh, just to get that taste of victory, I'm hoping that uh, it'll keep everyone working hard and extra motivated for uh, the rest of the season. Tell me about the, the circumstances that, that got you to this point in, in your truck series career, because you were with Kyle Busch, you won a race there, then you transitioned over and everybody kind of went, wait, front row's going to do a truck. So tell me about how all that came together and to get you from there to here. Yeah, just uh, a great opportunity, like you said, to run for for Kyle Busch Motorsports. I matured a lot as a driver. Um, you know, going into the truck series, I thought, this can't be too hard. I was winning k and races quite a bit, and then um, it really was that hard. It, it's a huge step, um, and I wouldn't trade that time there for anything. Like I said, matured a lot. But, you know, for this new opportunity at Front Row Motorsports, I think just obviously having the relationship with with them from my dad racing there for a number, number of years, um, growing up around Bob Jenkins. He's a, the car owner. Um, and I think we really just look at it as family and, uh, you know, just so thankful for him to give me this opportunity. Um, it honestly is just, just him taking a chance and, uh, you know, putting this deal together for me to run. So uh, just like I said, super thankful for that. Uh, Speedco obviously loves has been a huge partner at front row. So uh, they're a huge part of it. And uh, you know, really everyone around the, uh, the scene just made it work. Now that you've got this win, you're all but assured a playoff spot unless something crazy happens. And for the first time ever, we get more winners than spots. But let's don't worry about that right now. Tell me what this enables you guys to do, because everybody always says, oh, well, now we can do things that we wouldn't ordinarily do. In practical terms, what does that mean? Uh, I mean, for me, as far as it goes, I, I can just go race now. You know, I don't have to worry about points. It Literally for the last year and a half, we've been scratching clawing for every single point we could get last year. We made the playoffs for the first time in my career, but it was literally by 10 points over the whole season. And, um, you know, just so refreshing to be able to go to Charlotte this weekend and, um, just go run and race and, uh, you know, go for wins, go for more wins. And, uh, right now, as far as the practice situation goes, the races, uh, you don't have a, a huge window to go try stuff because like you said, we've been trying to, we couldn't be out in left field. We had to run. Even if it's 10th, we couldn't take the risk to run fifth and end up 15th. Um, but now we can and uh, hopefully find the next step that'll put us in the top five every single week and come to the playoff time, we can be our best. You mentioned Charlotte. Um, I'm glad you did because that's where we head next and you'll be in that one. Last year, uh, you led some laps but crashed out. I mean, I got to think you're, you're chomping at the bit to, to get back to that place where you were fast, but to, to finish it off. Yeah, and I'd say... You know, also at this time last year, we weren't, like I said, exactly where we wanted to be. So uh, I think our trucks have come a long way. As a team, we've definitely come a long way. Uh, I think this is our first race back after, you know, a number of months off due to the coronavirus. So 
Uh, I'm excited, like you said, to go back there and uh, hopefully redeem ourselves a little bit. Definitely destroyed a truck there, so we're going to hopefully not do that, but uh, the speed will hopefully be good and we can keep up the good runs. How sensitive is that track with these trucks? I mean, you mentioned punching a big hole in the air and drafting up on guys, but at night, it's not going to be that, that age-old thing we hear about Charlotte all the time. The sun really makes it do crazy things. Yeah, we were actually just talking about that. Uh, you know, we get practice this week, and this is probably one of the races that you can tune yourself out more than you tune yourself in during practice just because it is during the, the sun, the heat of the day here in, in May in Charlotte. It's, it's really hot. So uh, the track won't be exactly the same conditions, but at the same time, we'll go out and qualify at 530, I think, which uh, will still be really hot, and people will still be right on the edge of going wide open through there. And uh, That's one of the things I'm looking forward to as a, a truck driver. We used to do it every week, but uh, at the mile and a half, so you're right on the edge of, of going wide open. It makes your heart skip a beat sometimes, but also it's uh, something you miss once it's gone. So uh, that's one thing we're going to focus on is not tuning ourselves out during uh, practice during the day. And then at night when the track becomes a lot more grippy, we can uh, go out there and race. Well, Todd, let's finish up with this. I saw that you got this win, I think almost exactly to the day, one week after your 21st birthday. So I'm curious that was pretty cool, even though you didn't know what, what kind of a present you were about to get. Did Is there a birthday that jumps out at you as, man, that, that was probably the coolest birthday I ever had? Man, I, I'm actually kind of lucky around my birthdays. Uh, on my 15th birthday, I think this is probably the coolest one, my first ARCA race. Uh, I ran two days after my 15th birthday, and we were able to win it uh, at Toledo Speedway. That was uh, probably the top, and... Uh, yeah, it's from there. I just think I just knew I could do it as a driver and uh, just adds a lot of confidence. But this one's definitely very special too. winning a truck series level is uh, is huge. Well, Todd, congratulations on the big win. I think it puts you at fourth in the playoff standings right now. Good luck at Charlotte this week and for the rest of the season and look forward to those playoffs. Thanks for your time. Yep. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, an update on the Triple Truck Challenge. And later, we'll preview the weekend of racing at Charlotte Motor Speedway. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. The Triple Truck Challenge is back for a third season, and its third race is this weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It kicked off at Darlington a couple of races ago with Sheldon Creed claiming the bonus. It continued this past weekend at Coda, and our Dan Hubbard is here to provide an update heading into the final trip race at Charlotte this Friday. Dan? Now in its third season, the Triple Truck Challenge consists of three consecutive races in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series where the drivers compete for an additional $50,000 for winning the race. This season's challenge began at the track Too Tough to Tame, where Sheldon Creed, a two-time winner of the challenge last season, took home his first victory of the year and the cash. Off turn number four, white flag goes in the air. One more lap. Sheldon Creed has a huge advantage as they race to one. When Ben Rhodes got crossed up, Creed was able to get away with the lead, and everybody else had to check up. Big lead off turn two. And we've got trouble on the front straightaway. Haley Deegan has spun and impacted the inside retaining wall. The caution flag is out at Darlington. And here comes Sheldon Creed off of turn number four. 
The yellow flag is out. Sheldon Creed making his way back to the start-finish line, and the checkered flag will be there waiting. Sheldon Creed will score the win under the caution flag tonight. Growing up watching this place, I always loved throwback. I think that's what caught my eye originally, and then getting the race here and how unique it is. And this one's a little bit more special, I feel like, just because we were coming back to the white flag last year leading and had a really, really good truck and then pitted and sped on pit road and pretty much threw it away. So not the fastest truck tonight. We weren't what we were last year, but got one back here. So yeah, it's nice to, to get that. And um, yeah, just what a cool racetrack. Todd Gilliland captured the first ever victory in the Camping World Truck Series at Circuit of the Americas over the weekend, earning him the second win of the trip. Gilliland right up against the rumble strips, swings it back out now to driver's left, now back down to driver's right, takes the line through turn number 13. Further back behind him, some 20 truck lengths before we come to the second place battle of Kazgrala and Tyler Ankrum. But here in Austin, it is all Todd Gilliland this afternoon. Gilliland, who had been close in weeks prior at Darlington and Kansas, is hoping to build off the momentum and go back to back with a win this weekend at Charlotte. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, from here, I, I really think we can um, compete at this level. So, um, you know, sixth at, at Kansas and then like I said, at Darlington, we ran up front all day and, and ended up getting in that huge pileup. So we've we've had really good speed, kind of been flying under the radar for the last four or five races. So um, Haley Deegan actually got to test one of her rookie tests. So um, being really close with DGR, um, you know, hopefully we can learn something from that and, uh, you know, give us even a little bit more of an edge. Uh, going into Charlotte. To the surprise of many, series points leaders John Hunter Nemechek and Ben Rhodes have fallen short in the two challenge races so far. Nemechek finishing 8th and 12th at Darlington and Coda, respectively, while Rhodes was the runner-up at Darlington and finished with a top 10 at Coda this past weekend. Past winners of the trip, Brett Moffat, Zane Smith, and Sheldon Creed, will also be eyeing wins in the final race at Charlotte. A win for either Smith or Moffat could be extra sweet as they'd earn a spot into the playoffs along with the cash. Find out how the Triple Truck Challenge concludes Friday night as the Motor Racing Network has coverage of the North Carolina Lottery 200 starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you, Dan. Coming up, we'll preview this weekend in Charlotte and later this week in NASCAR history. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live, the NASCAR Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, the Camping World Truck Series, and the Arkham Menard Series. We'll all be headed into the Queen City of Charlotte this weekend for Memorial Day weekend. Our Woody Kane is here now to preview this weekend ahead. Memorial Day means racing in the heart of stock car country, and NASCAR has its homecoming this week to Charlotte Motor Speedway, as well as the surrounding area where the majority of teams are based. Chase Elliott will be the man in the spotlight, but not just because he won last week at the Circuit of the Americas in Texas, his sixth win over the last nine road course races. At Charlotte, Elliott won on the Roval last October in the Cup Series, as well as the most recent Cup race on the traditional Oval last May. He also won the Camping World Truck Series race there a few days before. Chase Elliott, the race leader, will take the white flag. One more trip around the Charlotte Motor Speedway for Chase Elliott. He'll guide that iRacing show. 
Chevrolet down into the middle of turns number one and two. Kyle Busch on the bottom, closing slightly, but not enough this time. Chase Elliott leads off two. Chase Elliott again in the middle of the back straightaway, flashes under the big screen into turn number three. Here he is, right in the middle of the racetrack. Chase Elliott, the bounty hunter, as he is now going to be known, races in the top spot off turn number four. Final time off turn number four, and for the first time since May of 2018, Kyle Busch is beaten in the Gander Truck Series. Chase Elliott wins the North Carolina Education Lottery 200. Bush will finish second. Zane Smith is third. Brett Moffitt fourth. Sheldon Creed completes the top five. Elliott also collected a $100,000 bounty for COVID relief to any cup driver who could beat Kyle in a truck. It was the first Camping World Truck Series race in three months due to the pandemic. There was only one race he entered that Chase Elliott didn't win last year at Charlotte. He was runner-up to Brad Kozlowski in the Coca-Cola 600. Certainly going back to Charlotte, which is uh, HMS's home track. And we'd love to go there and have another great run and be able to uh, fight for another Meanwhile, win. last year's winner, Brad Kozlowski, was getting regular questions about re-upping with Team Penske before and after the 600, his first victory of the season. He's in for another year, but says there's a different reason that victory was special. Memorial Day is racing. Racing, uh, you know, in a lot of ways was founded by those that serve NASCAR specifically. And so there will always be a close uh, connection. So, uh, you know, we, we try to make the most of it. And, uh, you know, I think our fans are very patriotic. And a lot of them come from backgrounds where they've either served or their family served. And just try to do the best I can to, to honor that. And recognize that there's a lot going on in the world bigger than, than racing. And I'm proud that we get to do what we get to do, whether there's a pandemic or not. Part of what makes that a possibility is, you know, those that serve and are willing to give their lives. And I think they're pretty awesome people. The Coca-Cola 600 is Sunday evening and lasts into the night. Austin Dillon acknowledges the cars have gotten much more durable than back in the day when the race was billed as a test of endurance, both for man and machine. But he says it's a different challenge today. Having a clean race is challenging, making no mistakes. Um, you know, you're just in the car for a long period of time. It's hot. Um, you come down pit road a lot and there's just a lot of, uh, moment for error more than what we're used to. Um, so I think it's just, you know, my goal is going into that race is to have a clean race and find yourself in a great position toward the end. Obviously, if you have the speed to win it, that's even better. Um, but having a clean race is, is part of having a chance to win it. I think a lot of people have taken themselves out of that race, uh, with early mistakes so we'll do our best um to to be there at the end i think the long races obviously have suited me in the past um yeah we'll, we'll see what we got I, I think um we've got some good history there and a good baseline setup so our 550 package has been pretty strong i think for the most part part and um charlotte takes a little little different mechanical idea than some of the mile and a half that we go to so i always look forward to that track only Denny Hamlin has scored more points this season than William Byron, and the Hendrick Motorsports racer already has a win under his belt. But he knows there's even more on the line Sunday. Big race for Hendrick Motorsports, big race for myself growing up in Charlotte. Always my favorite racetrack, you know, regardless of how I run. It's definitely kind of pulling in there. It's definitely a good feeling. But it's a lot better feeling when you're running well. You know, if you're showing up there and and you know you're you're probably not going to run the best, it's, it's a hard feeling. So... I feel like this year, you know, hopefully we get to that point in time and we're, we have a, some positive momentum and, and we can go in there feeling like we have a chance to win. So 
it's going to be a great a great race for us i feel like and we just have to build on on some of the things we've been doing honestly practice and qualifying is on the schedule for all three of nascar's top national touring divisions this weekend truck teams practice at 11:30 friday morning Todd Gilliland won last week at the Coda Road Course. This is probably one of the races that you can tune yourself out more than you tune yourself in during practice just because it is during the, the sun, the heat of the day here in, in May in Charlotte. It's, it's really hot, so the track won't be exactly the same conditions, but at the same time, we go out and qualify at 5.30, I think, which uh, will still be really hot and people will still be right on the edge of going wide open through there. And that's one of the things I'm looking forward to as a, a truck driver. We used to do it every week, but at the mile and a half, you're right on the edge of going wide open. It makes your heart skip a beat sometimes, but also it's uh, something you miss once it's gone. So that's one thing we're going to focus on is not tuning ourselves out during practice during the day and then at night when the track becomes a lot more grippy, we can uh, go out there and race. Our live coverage of the North Carolina Education Lottery 200 is on at 8 Eastern time. Friday night. The Xfinity Series is also back at it Saturday afternoon at 1. A year ago in Charlotte, Kyle Busch drove the Appalachian State Toyota to an overtime victory after a fierce duel with defending series champ Austin Cedric, who leads the standings this season as well. When I got to the inside of them, we just had a drag race down the backstretch, and I knew I just had to throw it off into three as, as far as I thought I could stand and um, knew that hopefully my tires would overdo his tires and and I could come out the other end. So that was just, that was my only game plan. And uh, fortunately, it, it worked. Daniel Hemrick also got by Sendrick for second a year ago. He comes in this weekend fourth in the Xfinity standings. Saturday night, MRN will have live coverage of the General Tire 150 in the Arkham Arts series. Ty Gibbs will have a double duty Saturday in Charlotte. He got his third ARCA win of the season last week at Toledo and got his first career Xfinity win on the Daytona Road Course earlier this year. Live coverage on MRN starts at 7 Eastern time. Motor Racing Network will have live coverage of the North Carolina Education Lottery 200 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. That comes your way Friday night starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Then on Saturday, we're back with the coverage of the Arkham Menard Series General Tire 150 All from Charlotte, coverage Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Coming up, we've got This Week in NASCAR History. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to head for the exits for this week's NASCAR Live. But before we do, Susie Armstrong is here with This Week in NASCAR History. Susie? Thanks, Mike. 1975. On top of the charts again, that was the way of the world for Funky Popper's Earth, Wind, and Fire as Shining Star shot to the pinnacle of Billboard's Hot 100. America was all ears as Wings released their fourth studio album with the hit single, Listen to What the Man Said. Nature was kind to Bobby Unser as the checkers fell early on a rain-shortened Indianapolis 500 with the Indy veteran besting Johnny Rutherford for a second 500 crown. And Richard Petty needed no help at Charlotte Motor Speedway, lapping the field in the STP Pontiac to win the World 600. of the STP 
Dodge Richard Petty as he wheels around the second turn for the final time in this 600-mile race midway down the back stretch. Here comes Petty down the back chute. He heads back for turn number three. Charlie Glossback continues to ride in front, and here goes Waltrip around him. Petty backs off the throttle for the first time today, and Waltrip goes by. Richard taking no chances. Waltrip is on the outside. Richard goes right now to the bottom of the speedway. The fans are waving as he goes by and hits for you, Ken. Here he comes, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the World 600, Richard Petty, career win number 170. The World 600, 1975 NASCAR Championship races history. Winner is Richard Petty, drove the whole winning way. Nineteen ninety-two, Mac Daddy and Daddy Mac, aka Chris Cross, leapt to the top of the charts for eight straight weeks with the single jump. Although he wasn't Johnny Carson's first pick, Jay Leno stepped on stage as the permanent host of the Tonight Show. Whoopi Goldberg whipped up the choir and dodged the bad guys in the box office smash Sister Act. And handsome Harry Gant hid from the field in the Skull Bandit Oldsmobile, scoring the victory in the Budweiser 500 at Dover International Speedway. going to try to squeeze two more laps out of that race car and get it home. And I'm sure his team has said, hey, Daryl is on pit road to get the fuel. You can back out of it a bunch, see if you can nurse her home. Let's go to the pits. Well, Daryl didn't come in. He just, uh, he didn't come down pit row. He stayed out on the racetrack. Whether he could make it or not make it, he did not get in. Well, Harry Gant gets the white flag. He should be able to coast around, even if he runs out of fuel. Now he's in turn two. Harry Gant goes to the inside of the racetrack. Greatly reduced speed now. He just eases it off turn two now bypasses Darrell Walton the car is still running as he takes it into turn three as he goes into the corner he's going to lap the field as it turns out he goes by the limping car of Waltrip here comes Earnhardt though he may challenge back Earnhardt passes to get back on the lead lap but Harry Gant wins the Budweiser 500 what a finish what a finish here at Dover Delaware In 2009, Lady Gaga didn't flinch atop the charts, keeping the number one run alive with Poker Face. Conan O'Brien took command of NBC's Tonight Show after a 17-year, 4,000-plus episode run by Jay Leno. Ed Asner sets out for South America with young wilderness explorer Russell and a few thousand balloons in Disney's animated feature, Up. And Jimmy Johnson was tops on the concrete, leading 298 laps to win the Autism Speaks 400 at Dover. Tony did everything he could to keep him up there and out. Drove him for about four or five laps. He comes down to the line. White flag goes in the air for Jimmy Johnson as he heads off into turns one and two. Tony Stewart, Greg Biffle, Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch, the rest of the top five, heading to victory lane off turn two for Jimmy Johnson. Here comes Johnson to the back chute for the final time here at the Monster Mile. Dominating performance will be punctuated with victory in the checkered flag in the first stage. 
This time, the best car does win. Jimmy Johnson, who led 297 laps today, comes home as the winner of the Autism Speaks 400. Tony will settle for second. Greg Biffle will come in in third. Fourth is Matt Kenseth. And finishing fifth, Kurt Busch. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. Always love this week in NASCAR history. Appreciate you stopping by. Also, our thanks to Todd Gilliland for joining us as well. I'm Mike Bagley for the rest of the MRN crew. Thank you for joining us. We'll chat with you right here next week on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.